Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. Family is everything, and no matter where they are in the world, connecting with them just got a little easier. Now when you send a CIBC Global Money Transfer, loved ones abroad can pick it up in cash the same day at their local MoneyGram location. And with no transfer fee, you'll have more to share. It's the perfect way to help them achieve their goals. With a CIBC Global Money Transfer, family is never far away. Conditions and CIBC foreign exchange rates apply. Visit CIBC.com slash cash pickup. Rusty Quill presents We're Alive, a story of survival. Chapter 14 Out of the Ashes Part 3 of 3 Written by Casey Wayland. I headed upstairs to try and find some smokes. The pain meds weren't strong enough to dull the pain shooting through my arm. My stash had been flooded out on the second floor, along with just about everything else down there. So I made my way to the sixth floor. There weren't many people in the tower. I imagine they were working on the tasks that Bert had set out for them. It was for the best. I didn't want to have to deal with any of them anyway. Just when I thought I was totally alone, I found Kelly sitting against the door outside an apartment. Hey, I thought you were headed out to gather supplies. I thought you were helping with Saul. We just finished up. Went well, considering. I just got done myself. Everything we could find is downstairs. Went smooth and quiet. Thought I'd come up here and take a break. <clears throat> Same here. You wouldn't happen to see any smokes or know anyone around here that might. Can't say that I do. Is this the place in there where Bert took? Uh huh. You know, it might make it better if you kept busy. It's when you slow down that everything starts to catch up with you. That's why I'm up here. I guess everyone's different. No, we're not. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to assume. Everyone here has lost someone close to them. 
We kept so busy and forgot about them. We didn't have time to mourn. Not everyone needs to. Yes, we do. It's healthy. Didn't you have anyone you lost when all this happened? Maybe. Maybe. What does that mean? Tommy was the first person I've lost during all this. That I've been close to, anyway. You mean that you know about? No, I'm sure. No brothers or sisters? Only child. You don't fit the only child type. <laughs> so I've been told. Parents? Died in a car accident when I was on my last tour. I'm sorry. I don't be. That's not uncommon anymore. That must have been rough to have to find out that way. And then to come home and deal with everything. I can't imagine. I didn't. I stayed over there. I didn't feel there was much of a reason to come home. I just kept busy. And worked through it in my own way. You don't think it would have helped? Even a little to come home? It would have made it worse. It was easier to distance myself from all of it. I don't understand why everyone feels the need to immerse yourself to forget. You think we want to forget? That's the point, right? To move on? Yes, move on. But never forget them. You may find this kind of funny, but, uh, we're all sort of family now. Even me? <laughs> well, everyone has those relatives, you know. Thanks. It was easier to think of you all as soldiers. Kept telling myself if we lost someone, we'd keep on mission. I don't think I can handle making those calls anymore. At times, I know I might not be the most agreeable person. But I think you've been a good leader. You might blame yourself for what happened, but I don't. I sure do blame myself, though. What? I can't take back those things I said to him. Or how I treated him. I was just so scared of everyone treating him like a child. That he would never make it on his own if something happened. I knew no one would kick him out. But I don't think he understood what was really going on. I tried to change that. Just not in the best of ways. There's nothing I can do now. A few of us are thinking of holding a memorial at sunset. Everyone may not have known Tommy, Bill, or Ryan. But it might be a good time to remember everyone we've lost. You can come too. Ryan? He was the balding guy, was shot pushing stuff off the balconies. Everyone needs to grieve. I guess I'll see you up there then. Yeah. Michael! Hey! Hey, I, uh, I found a pack of smokes. Here. No thanks, I'm good. How's the arm? <laughs> Horrible. I'll manage. What? What is it? Were you ever upset we didn't do anything for Cindy? You and I, we buried her. We didn't say much when we did it. I wasn't that upset. I mean, I knew we had other things we had to do. But if we did, would it have helped? I don't know. Maybe. Why? Just been thinking is all. 
You want me to leave you alone? You were on flag detail a lot at the unit, right? Well, stuck on it, more likely. Why? Well, because you were the only one who played the trumpet, right? Yeah. What does that have to do? I have an idea. If we hurry, we can catch the last convoy to pick up supplies. They need to make a special stop. The sky was orange on top of the roof of the tower. Everyone gathered along the rows of plants in the garden. I didn't count, but it would be accurate to say that everyone in the tower was there, except Lizzie and Saul, who were downstairs. We had arranged three piles of wood and paper along the rim of the roof. I arrived last and stood next to Angel. Pegs inched her way through the crowd toward me. Her eyes were already stark red. I looked away, trying to remain strong, but when her hand crept into mine, I couldn't hold back anymore. Yeah, Kelly was right. We had all been caught up in so much that no one had a chance to say goodbye. You guys ready? Yeah. Bill Norris. Riley and Datu slowly stepped through the door leading to the roof, carrying the body of Bill. All you could see was a figure wrapped tight in a dark blue blanket. Behind them, Kalani and Kelly carried another. Ryan Brown. The last through the door was Bert. He carried this last blanket as if it was a newborn. His eyes, stark red with small lines flowing into his white beard. Tommy Pick. Each group made their way to the piles of wood and placed each blanket on top. Is there anyone that would like to say something? I... I guess I could. Ryan was a hell of a guy. We used to talk a lot in the beginning about our kids. He was on vacation here with them and got separated and everything happened. Always wanted to help. Never complained. We used to play checkers and he always beat me. set the record straight. Riley gave him those things. He's telling the truth. I forgot you were a celiac there, little buddy. 
might sound strange to tell you all this now, but I thought it best to clear the air, because there is nothing bad that he ever did to, to any of us. He was... like my kid, you know. Our kid. The only one left. Come here, Bud. And to those that we've already lost, you're not forgotten. Paul Bailey. Todd Fisher. Cindy Benson. Anyone else? Samantha. Okay, uh, then I guess we... Hey, hang on, hang on. I have something to say. Uh, I guess I want to clear the air, too. There might be some bad blood towards Bill here. You might blame him without knowing all the facts, and we may not ever know why he did what he did. But we do know one thing. In the end, he was down there fighting. He could have hit up there, but he chose to be down here with us. And he ended up here for it. So. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Michael. There's a tradition we have in the military when it comes to paying our respects to fallen warriors. We wanted to honor those before you in the same way. We'll be just firing three rounds for one gun instead of seven. Save ammo. Okay. Where did that... I had the last convoy pick it up. Thought it'd be appropriate. Bert, you ready? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, uh, give me a minute. Join us again Monday for the next episode of We're Alive. And now, a word from our sponsors. Starring Jim Gleason, Shane Salk, Nate Gies, Elisa Elliott, Claire Doden, Jay Oligario, Blair Byhauer, Scott Marvin, 
Tammy Klein, and Kevin Flood. I'm Michael Swan. We're Alive was written and directed by K.C. Whelan. Produced by Grayson Stone, Shane Sock, and K.C. Whelan. To find out more and for a full list of cast and crew, please visit our website at we'realive.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook for all production-related updates and future projects. Thank you for listening to this Audio Theatre for the Mind by Wayland Productions. This is Jack Ward from the Mutual Audio Network and from all of us here, the entire United Artists of Audio, I want to thank everyone who has supported us. Listeners and producers, writers and actors, musicians and graphic artists who make audio drama and audio fiction. You inspire us all. And thanks for making a home here on Mutual, where we listen and imagine together.